And we're back. Welcome to the Fantasy A-League podcast, round 15. My name is Cody, and with me is Jake. Jake, how are you today? Very well. We're at the halfway mark. Well, there are we? Yeah, there's what, 29 out of 29, I think. Rounds of Fantasy A-League. Just over the halfway point. Yeah. We were talking about this earlier. It might have been yesterday or the day before. I was with you. There's no Fantasy A-League for the finals, is there? Not as far as I'm aware, no. No, no. So, so there's 27 games in the A-League, but there's 29 rounds with the bye sort of comes in. So 29 rounds, and then I believe it just finishes. And the winner yeah. after the normal season is the winner. And um, Jake, you're doing all right, aren't you? I'm doing pretty well. I think you're like fifth or sixth overall. Sixth, I think. I uh, was fifth. I've dropped the point. This week I had a, we'll get into it, but I had an okay week, but a lot of people had really good weeks. Mm. Um, so I've dropped one, but sixth overall, pretty good. Okay, let's get into our Double Chalk Awards. You want to go first, Jane? Uh, yeah, my Double Chalk Award this week is Dylan Wenzel-Halls. Mm. Uh, quality goal coming off the, the bench. Um, and he's one of those players, he's still, I don't know how old he is, but he's pretty young. Mm. Um, last year, picked up by the Raw after scoring a boatload of goals in the Queensland NPL. Struggled to get game time to start with. Finally got a chance and scored, I think, in his first three or four games and yeah, ended well. up with that starting spot for a while. This year he has struggled again. Um, O'Donovan's been there and came off the bench this week, scores a cracking goal, and you know he, he hasn't always looked like like he's he struggled at times in previous games. But yeah, yeah, he had a few I, games in there where um, the Raw was struggling and they brought made a few changes and I think he started one or two games. Yeah, um, but he didn't really set the world alight. But yeah, he's come back in now and what a, what a goal it was too. Yeah, the I think he, I think he's shown enough that he's got the quality to play at A-League level. He just probably oh, still very yeah. young and he just needs somewhere, whether it's Brisbane or wouldn't surprise me if he goes elsewhere like a Mariners who are going to start Maybe. him every week or give him more opportunities. I, I don't know. I'd recommend he sticks around. I think, well, I I think he'll he get a few starts yeah. now based off that, that goal and everyone loves him at Brisbane. When he comes on, the crowd is always... Um, well, I, yeah, I did see somebody who was at the game reckons the two biggest cheers were when he scored and when he came off, yeah. he actually came off the bench. So, yeah. Um, yeah, he's a bit of a hero for the, uh, hero. the cult hero, yeah. Yeah, he's exciting too. He, he attacks players and stuff, so... Yeah, I actually had that one too, Jake, but I wrote down two because I thought you might take that one. The other one was there were five clean sheets. Apparently, um, the first time yeah. ever, the first time ever, um, there was a clean sheet in every single game. Yep. So every team that won uh, also kept a clean sheet, and I believe four were home victories. The only away victory was Perth. Against so West a lot of uh, clean sheet points this week in. Um, yeah. In the defenders. Yeah, defenders did quite well, didn't they? Um, Salted caramel, Jake. You want to go first? I'll let you go first because okay. we might double up here. I got Kai Rolls. Is that Ooh, who you no, got? Mine's no, different, okay. so. so Kai Rolls in the in the previous two games has pretty much scored three own goals. I don't know how many have been contributed to him. I think um, so. That there was basically previous week uh, it came off the crossbar. We talked about that from Traore against Melbourne Victory. Yeah, yep. Uh, that was attributed to him against Western United. There were two goals. Um, who was it? Josh Risden. That goal did go down as an own goal. I think it was just off target. Josh Risden's shot. So it, it hit Kai Rolls and deflected in. So that's yep. an own goal. And then I think Barisha also had a shot that was on target and it hit Kai Rolls and went in. I think that was attributed to Barisha though. Yeah, so, I'm pretty sure that's But either right. way, he's, he's, um, he's had a hand in <laughs> some own goals. Um, yeah, so it's a bit of shame. And considering last week against Victory, he actually scored a goal that was given offside. He's just had a, a torrid run in the... Um, in the fantasy points. Yeah. What about you, Jake? Dropped, by the way, $86,000 this week, Kyle mm. Rolls. So, show me if you had him. Um, mine is Marcus Babel. Um, mm. And I guess him just because he's obviously got the sack from the Wanderers, but Wanderers in general, we 
kind of spoken about this a few times, but the start of the year, the first few rounds, they look like, I was going to say, they look quite good. They didn't. They no. got points. Yeah, we they, called them out, though, didn't we? Yeah. Improved, no closing. Yeah, I so think they were top after three or four rounds. That's right. I think they, they were. Just, well, that round three Sydney derby was top of the table, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, so at that and point, won. a few rounds in, they were getting the points. Um, but I, they've struggled the whole season. They've never looked particularly good to me or uh, never really impressed me. And I hear that Babel's a very nice guy and it's a, it's a shame, um, but they just never... I don't know, it didn't ever look like anything was going mm. to change. So. And that's three coaches gone now. Yeah. Benny Merrick, Marco Kurtz, and uh, Babel. And Babel, yep. Uh, and I think Fowler was looking at one stage, he might be the next one, but he's, he's produced well, yeah, four he games unbeaten. Well, yeah, a little now, bit so. under pressure, and, and he probably has an opportunity. It could go either way. Mm. The next four rounds, I think they're playing none of the top few sides. Okay. So if they start losing again, Getting maybe the results. pressure will mount again there. Yeah, okay. Um, all right, so this week gone in the fantasy. Out of the four of us at work, Russ took it out this week with 128 mm-hmm. points. Second was Jake with 112. I was third with 105. And Cam scored 93 but still ends up with the wooden spoon. Um, not a bad result really, but <laughs> he just wasn't quite there. And uh, so he's buying Russ cookies this week. Should we, we should mention the trade that he made though because this is uh, an absolute shocker. Oh, he traded out uh, Arroyo from Newcastle because yep. he was he'd had him for a while and hadn't done anything. That by itself is probably a good move. Yeah, not the a bad, bad one. move is he went and put O'Donovan in. Who hasn't been, been who playing. Hasn't been playing. Didn't even make the bench this week. What's he done? And so I think Cam had only nine starting players. Yeah. So that's so, on him. That anyway. One. That was terrible. I don't know what not he was a, thinking not, there. Uh, yeah, he wasn't paying attention. Uh, so Jake, um, after round 15, we had a prize from tri- our friends at TriGrip, uh, who they're like um, grippy socks in a bag and another mm. pair of socks. The winner... The person in first place at the end of round 15 would win that prize. And Jake, somehow you've ended up in first place. It was close. Um, you sort of had it and we thought, oh, yeah, you're over 100 points. You're easily going to win it. But Liam from Warren United, who's, who's been consistent in the top three, he was in third last week, actually scored 140. And he closed the gap within 14 points, I believe. Had a very good round. And I'm going to, yeah. slight spoiler, because we're going to get into it in a minute, Cody, but the best possible score you could have gotten this week okay. was 194. Yeah, and he's got 140. That's he did very like, with well. Most of the time, you don't get anywhere near the best no. possible. And he's, he's he did he did well. really well, but didn't quite get there. So Jake, you've apparently won. Now I put it on Instagram and said, should Jake be allowed to win this prize? <laughs> Bit of insider trading. Like, can the pe- people who run the competition actually win the prize? 80% of people mm. so far voted no. We've got quite a decent response too. It's a shame you've turned the people against me. Cody. I really have. But Jake, I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to say, uh, well, it's, I guess um, apparently Josh the from Vito Sports slash TriGroup, who owns the company, you put the prize up. He was a bit against it as well. Did he vote no um, as well? I'm going to well, have to Well, <laughs> the inside word is that he's not too happy, but um, I'm going to say you, you deserve it, Jake. No, look, you've, you've done well. I and, feel, I, I'm nothing if not a man of the people, Cody. And if that's really? what they, uh, you've, like I said, uh, I think they're going to vote no because I, I give. I voted yes. I think yeah, I was one of the very small percentage that voted yes. But um, you know what? They've put a prize up, um, and it, I think for doing that, they deserve a bit of credit, Vito and uh, Josh. So I'm happy to pass it on to number two. But I think um, Liam actually voted yes as well. I think he did voted he? for you. Did he? Well, so maybe he doesn't even play. Maybe I'll talk to Josh and I might it's, have to score myself a pair of socks or something. Well, it's a prize for someone who plays football or trains at least because they're football-related products. Maybe not the backpack, but um, was there a bag? There was I a think, bag. Uh, we'd ha- yeah, I think there was. But there's but, two uh, pairs of socks, the tri-grips and normals. That's maybe, a football. Maybe we'll you've talk just to come Liam back, and so maybe we go halves. He can have the bag or something. I might put that. Well, well done anyway, Jake. Liam, if you're listening, we'll figure it out and we'll get something to you. 
Uh, so first after 15 rounds and six overall on the website, I'm 17th in our group, Russ is 20th and Cam is 73rd. The TPO fan pick team, they scored 83 this week, not a great week at all, they're down to 14th. Um, probably the first time they're out of the top of 10 or 11 mm. in a long time, I think that's the furthest um, down they've been. Um, that, so might, yeah. that might be the first time Cam's beaten the TPO. TPO yeah, probably. Um, shout out to the top three teams, Jake in first, Liam in Maureen United, as we just mentioned, in second, and Bernie, uh, who was second last week, is in third. The other prize we have this season, and now goes to the end of the round, so after end of the um, season, the whole sorry, thing. after round 29, uh, total compression pack worth $200. So thanks to our friends Tom Carroll from TC, from Total Compressions, uh, for putting that one up, and hopefully Jake doesn't win that one. Um, well, that's kind of another football play. Well, it is, uh, yeah, it's compression. Well, isn't it? So, yeah, compression. Uh, anyway. Um, unless you do a lot of flying or something and don't want to get the, uh, the old, uh, what's it called? Um, blood clots in your legs. Yeah, yeah whatever. I can't remember now. Anyway. Um, Jake, so let's talk about our teams briefly. Yep. Who did well for you? Obviously, McLaren scored 20. And yes, and I had him as my captain. So I had, so McLaren got me 20. To be honest, if I'm looking at, at my team, none of them did particularly well. I had three defenders who all... 20 is pretty good, apart, apart, Sorry. Apart from McLaren, and I captained him, which is yeah. what got me a lot of points. But I had three defenders who got clean sheets. That's nine, good. Nine, 11, 11. That's, that's good. good. My midfielders, my best midfielder, and I had five of them playing this week, got eight. So I had four, five, six, eight, eight. So they got your eight. Castro and Diamante both got eight. And that's yeah. with Diamante going off after about, what, 25 minutes or something yeah. injured. Got the assist and, and went off. Um, and goalkeeper got me six. So looking at that, McLaren really saved my bacon this week. Yeah, fair enough, Jake. I was, I mean, I didn't have McLaren. I had Castro as captain. I had Diamante, Davila only got the six points. Petrados got four. Um, my Sydney players were all out, obviously. But yeah, again, I had Jamison at the back with a clean sheet, Traore um, and Masella. So, oh, I did have Fornaroli out front, got me 10 points. Mm -hmm. And Craig Noon got me 14. So they're doing quite well. My strikers yeah, okay. are finally firing. As I've been mentioning for pretty much since, I don't know, week three or four, I've been looking to get Craig Noon out. But the last three or four weeks, he's actually shot up, and I think we were just talking before we hit record that he's now the sixth highest yep. attacking player. He's scored in more, and like I said, some of these players haven't played as many games as known, but mm. he's scored more overall than both Tuivan and Duke O'Donovan. Yeah, um, so I'm, I'm I'm keeping him, and like we mentioned a few times as well, round 19 is the round where we have Sydney, Perth, and Melbourne victory with a bye. So you don't really want to be bringing any players in from those teams, probably, unless you're you, the trades to make. I would say this is the point three weeks out that you at least start looking at and considering doing it the opposite way and trading these players out. Yeah, and bringing them back in after. So I'm going to yeah. keep him till then. But anyway, we'll get into the trades we're looking to make a bit later. Let's go into be a quick round review. So Friday night, 6.30, kickoff Adelaide, hosted victory in the original derby. Um, I predicted Adelaide 2-1. Jake, what did you predict? I had victory 2-1, so you yeah. got the result yeah. there. Yeah, result 1-0 to Adelaide. I didn't watch any of this one, did you? No, I, I feel like I'm watching less and less each weekend yeah, with um, other stuff going on, but uh, I didn't watch that one. I did watch the the next one you're about to mention, the Brisbane Raw game. Oh, yeah, mate, we're not into that yet. Oh, um, so McGreen nearly got uh, some points there, Jake. Yeah. I think he ended on eight or nine points. I somehow. think he did okay. Um, I, he I didn't get remember. the assist. Oh, he would have got a clean sheet and the and the yeah, and maybe right. a shot on a target. Or which something. He, which is okay because he, he did drop quite a bit in value still, um, yeah. which I'm happy with. And probably anybody that's looking thinking bring about in. bringing him in, um, probably. Yeah. yeah, he nearly scored, but uh, Halloran actually got on the end of that one. Um, but yeah, we can move on to this game now. So I went to around to your place on Saturday and we watched yep. a bit of this in the background. Brisbane hosting Wellington Phoenix uh, in what was pretty torrential rain. And the result, 1-0 Brisbane. 
Um, clean sheet, which is rare. Win against the informed Knicks. They were nine on the trot without defeat. Yep. Brisbane are now four on the trot without defeat. Um, great goal by Wenzel Halls, as we mentioned. Uh, Knicks probably deserved something out of the game. We didn't watch it too closely, did we? We had a more of a background. background. Yep. Um, anything you want to say about that one, um, The most important thing to say is that I predict- predicted a 1-0 win to Brisbane. Did you? I went and got it. Well done, I predicted one all. Um, Brad Inman should have scored as well. He had a sitter. Oh, Denzel yeah. Went, uh, Wenzel Hall set him up with a one-on-one within just outside the six-yard box. Yep. And he's just skied it. Mm-hmm. Or actually shanked it more. I, I, saw, I don't think he skied it. He, he shanked it off to the left, I think. There is a difference. There's definitely a difference. Yeah. After that, Jake, City hosted Jets. We also watched a bit of this one. Mm-hmm. Um, the result was 2-0 um, to Melbourne City. I predicted 3-2 to City, so I got the result. What did you say, Jake? I said 2-0 to City. Oh, bang on. Yeah, yeah we watched some of this. City was just too good, really. Um, yeah. Jets had a few chances. I think they got an, uh, a Royo scored from an offside position. Uh, Petrados had a really good volley from, I think it was a corner or a free kick or a long ball in and uh, cleared off sort of the line by a defender. So he nearly got some points but didn't. Um, Jets, yeah, not looking too crash hot at the moment. Bottom of the table on nine points, four points adrift of Central Coast. So, yeah, they've got to do something. And apparently, uh, not apparently, he was there. There's a, a coach from the MLS mm, who has played over in England a bit back in the day, was sitting next to Laurie McKinnon, the owner oh, of the yep, Jets. yep. Uh, he's apparently, I don't know his name. It's a very, it's a traditional like English sort of name. It's um, pretty standard name. But anyway, he's looking to become the next, uh, they, they reckon, the coach. So we'll see what happens there. Sunday, 4 p.m., the early game was West United hosting Central Coast Mariners. They got up three zip. They did it pretty easy. Three zip very early in the game too. Yeah, and apparently Central Coast had a lot of the ball, but West United could afford to just sit off and defend. That's what yep. they did. Um, and that coach. first goal that we were talking about this the header. as well, the header, but also the ball. Like Demand is yeah. facing his own goal almost. Somehow mm. wrapped his foot around it. He, he loves that ball. Right. ball. And yeah, the header from. I wouldn't even think of shooting just inside from the eighteen yard box like, almost. Like, what a header! Like quality. he's created the the power, but or I suppose he used the power of the ball, but just directed it top corner. From there as a strike, I just wouldn't even consider. I mean, it. that sort of thing. You well, that's probably what caught the keeper yeah. off guard as well. Yeah. He just wasn't expecting it. Great, great goal by Brisher, who yep. scored a double. He's in really in form, and Russ um, traded him out the other week. And Russ thought he had him. Apparently, yeah. he's uh, he traded him out he with was, the thought of getting. He him was back doing in. something else. Yeah. He was keeping an eye on the game. Saw that Brisher scored a goal. Did a little fist pump, and then realised, oh, hang on, I don't actually have him anymore. So. Yeah, it's a shame. Um, Bruce is one we've been talking about. He was a couple of weeks there. We went, nah, I wouldn't bring him in right now. But that was when he he did that stare down when he got brought off. Um, yeah, McDonald was still there. And McDonald was there. But now that. I think he's in the contention for yep. one. He should be one of your top three strikers, along with Lafondre, Fornaroli, Toivonen. Um, who McLaren. else? McLaren. Yeah, I think and I think, I think we said there's probably four strikers, maybe a fifth. Um, yeah, I think but, five. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. Fornaroli doesn't take pens, but all the others do. Yep. But Fornaroli's on fire right now. Yeah, and, you're um, right. There are f- there's five, excluding yeah. Toivonen, based on the last few weeks, but yeah. I'd put him in there. I'd put him, well. especially when he gets fit, when yep. he's back in, I'd put him in there. So, But Barusha, yeah, if you if you got the cash and you're looking to make a move, and he will be playing around 19, they must have a buy. Oh, they just had a buy recently, so I think the mm. week before. So he'd be one um, I'm definitely going to be keeping an eye on after around 19. Uh, Barit, yeah, I don't have in front of me, but West United had a buy like two weeks ago. They've yeah. got another one, I think, around 18. Oh, wow. So they had okay. two very close. So to maybe after those two weeks when your, your yeah. trades are all in. Um, okay, so I predicted two all West United Central Coast. What did you say, Jack? I said 2-1, so I got the result. Well done. And the final game was Western Sydney Wanderers hosting Perth. The only game that the away team won. Perth got up 1-0. I actually said Western Sydney to win this 1-0. Jake, what did you say? I said Perth 2-0. 
Oh, you've done well this week. I got four results include and two exact scores. So yep. yeah, this was a good one. So Perth, five wins on the trot. Um, maybe even six, actually. I think it's five out of the last six games with the clean sheet as well. Wow, they're doing so well. They've only conceded 12 goals this season out of their 13 games. Um, so best defensive record. And yeah, they're into third spot, two points behind Melbourne City with a game in hand of them. So I think the sort of top two teams, Sydney and Perth, I, I think they're ahead of, um, I think Perth are looking yeah. better than Melbourne City. City are good, they, they attack well, but they just, some games they can see like three or four goals and you think, what's I, going on? I think, um, we'll get into it in a minute as well, but there's an opportunity here, considering Perth and Sydney are looking so good mm. from a fantasy t- point of view and, and keeping that round 18 with all the buys in 19. mind. 19, uh, when we get to who we're looking at, I'll, I'll tell you why there's a, an opportunity there. Okay, uh, look forward to it, Jake. All right, let's get into some gr- some questions, some listener questions. Yes. Um, so Dan Zeng from the Facebook group has asked, where do you see each team finishing at the end of the season? So I guess pretty similar, Dan, my, my answer is pretty similar to what it's looking like now. I think Sydney and Perth will be top two with Melbourne just outside or floating thereabouts. I think Phoenix have performed really well. Um, I can see them dropping a few points. and They always do. Yeah. They? But I think they'll make finals quite okay. comfortably. I think they'll be in fourth or fifth. Uh, Western United is a weird one. They're sort of, they're up and down, hot and cold. I'm not sure what to what to say about them. Um, so Western United, Adelaide, and I think Victory will come back. I think they're mm-hmm. sort of in, they're in eighth at the moment. I think they'll push for those, for the fifth, sixth and seventh position. I think Brisbane won't be, uh, I think they'll just miss out. I think they'll hover whereabouts they are now, seventh or eighth. And then Western Sydney, Central Coast, and Newcastle probably um, finish where they are right now. Western Sydney with an asterisk saying I, they've just gotten rid of Alex Meyer's gone, the coach is gone. They've just brought in. We'll talk about this in a section in a second. Simon Cox from England. Mm-hmm. He's been. I think he was around the championship um, or maybe even League One in, in England. He's coming in. Apparently, he's a bit of a, a workhorse and one of those players that will really work okay. and create for, for you. So. I don't know how he'll fit in, but I just feel like they've still got something to give. So they might push for finals. So if you kind of already said it there a little bit, but if you were to look down the current ladder, yeah, who's the one team who you think is gonna, who is definitely gonna finish somewhere different than where they are now? Oh, that's a hard one. Um, oh, definitely. I wouldn't say anyone. Well, not definitely, definitely but like I think Victory will push another two or three positions yeah. up, and I think Western United might be uh, one team that could and. Push down, and yeah. Western Sydney could also push up. Okay. Victory in Western Sydney up, Western United would be my pick to go down. It's still reasonably close. I mean, there's, you think there's, Diamante might be injured? Well, he is injured. I just well, don't know how. Was, yeah, we, yeah, I haven't seen yeah. anything to say how serious that was, but I kind of look at this and say the top three and the bottom three are probably going to stay. Already, you know, already figured out a little you bit. You reckon Sydney. Western Sydney won't be pushing I, any higher? I just haven't seen anything from them. I just mean with a new coach, with um, Meyer sort of... Meyer has been typical of Western Sydney Wanderers. He's a great player. He has potential. uh, He just hasn't shown anything. But even on the weekend when he wasn't there, I mean, they've got... Duke scored some goals early on in the the season when they were actually getting some points, but Mm. even a couple of those were penalties. I think they played Yeboa up front, was it? Like, they just don't have one of those... Not that, like, Yeboa is quite a good player on his day, but... They just don't have a Lafondre or a Toivonen or a, like a... We've got this they, Simon they Cox coming, so I'm interested to see how he I don't know. I, I I mean, they're in terms of points, them and Central Coast are still very much within reach of all the teams above them. Yeah, I think thing. Central Coast, Newcastle, definitely down the bottom. I think West uh, Wanderers will be down there too. Sydney, Perth and Melbourne City, I think, are the top three. And, I th- yep. and to be honest, I think the rest of them 
you know, you've got uh, Phoenix, Western United, Adelaide, Brisbane, Melbourne Victory. I think they could all go in any sort of order. Yeah. So I think the last three final spots are actually up for grabs for any yeah. of those clubs. I could actually see Sydney dropping a few points in the coming rounds. They've lost Brendan O'Neill officially now. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been, the thing is they've been winning when they're not really performing that well. But I just think um, if they get one or two more injuries, I could see them dropping a yeah. few points. They're a great team. And um, I, I think Perth might really push them for that number <laughs> one spot. I think they're just so drilled now. Yeah, they're looking good. Yeah, they're looking good. They play a bit of a defensive style, counter-attacking style football, but they've got the players up front to do it. Yep. If they can go on, if they can keep winning, keep winning, I think Sydney will drop points. Uh, it'll be a really interesting finish. Um, and yeah, hopefully Sydney can make it interesting too. Um, yep. Uh, I think we've talked about that one enough. We've got some cool. more questions. So Andrew Prentice on the Facebook group has asked, how do you cope with underperforming players um, and the buy with just two changes a week? Jake, do you want to have a go at answering that? Um, firstly, I've set my team up so I don't have more than two players from any one team. So from a from the buy point of view, I know that I'm never going to be in trouble just because of the buy. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, underperforming, like my whole thing has always been try and get 11 or 15 players, uh, presumably if you can do it, who start every week. Mm. So the idea is if their team is playing, I've at least got them on the field. Um, I don't, I don't know what your answer to this will be, Cody, but in terms of underperforming, I don't have time to worry about that more often than not because you're, you're struggling to put 11 people on the park mm. a lot of weeks anyway. You're just happy if you've got 11 yeah. players. So, And players are up and down. And if, That's a thing, If hey? somebody is underperforming, like I'm, I've got players in my team now, I, I look across there and go, I mean, I, you could say Petrados, we've talked about this, Petrados has been underperforming the last handful of rounds. He's still one of the top scoring midfielders across the whole year. So I wouldn't get rid you know, of some of you, titles just yet. Yeah, it's, it really comes down to how many trades have you got. Do you, do you want to trade him and potentially pick up somebody who isn't going to score any different than Petrolis is anyway? So yeah. I think it's the I hardest just, part is really balancing injuries and the buy yeah. to have 11 players on the field. Yeah, I agree. I think you... I mean, it depends like, who we're talking about. Someone like Petrolis, there's no way in hell I'd be trading him out in round 15. He's still playing really well. Like, he's a creative player and he, it'll only take one or two weeks him banging some goals. and create. Yeah. Like like I said, he nearly scored on the weekend. He scores that, all of a sudden, is he an underperforming yeah. player? Probably not. It was just one of those unlucky things, I suppose. He's still playing well. Um, yeah, he's in a shitty team, but with 15 or 14 rounds to go, or we're at the halfway point, I suppose, um, there's no way I'd be trading him out. If you've still got trades with five rounds to go and you're like, oh, you know what? I think I'll bring him McGree or something like that. Yeah, yeah, go for it then. But with so far to go, I wouldn't take trade someone like that, like a Petrados out. And it dep- he- I guess there's going to be that kind of first year of players who have proven that they can do yeah. well, like a Petrados. There's probably that next rung of players that can score well but don't always, mm. and they kind of don't really do too much crazy. Like every now and then they'll have a good round. Mm. Those sort of ones, maybe you could. Look if you got at the money and upgrading, the upgrade, yeah. But I wouldn't, one yeah. thing I wouldn't do is trade out defenders because they just like, like you say, they're too unpredictable. Um, with the clean sheet, it's so easy to get good points and then one goal conceded, yeah. which they don't really have a say in. It's their whole team performance, which they get the points on the clean sheet, um, can take away their points pretty quickly. I just wouldn't, I wouldn't be yep. trading in. If you've got starting defenders, I'd just keep them. I don't care who they yep, play for. I agree. The only reason I might change is if you have enough trades and you desperately need money to upgrade, say, from a, you know, a, a I'm trying to think of a player. I was going to say Craig Noon, but he's been doing really well. But maybe you're trying to upgrade a striker to yeah. a Lafondre or something. Yeah. 
because like you've got the Perth players right now, yes, they're getting a lot of points, but the Perth defenders are in the $300,000 mark now. Mm. You could easily get another defender from another, like a, 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 a $130,000 defender and have almost as good a chance of getting yeah. some points. So from that point of view, I would think about it, but otherwise I'm with you. I mean, Georgeski, probably 10 rounds ago now, was worth 350000 Yeah, was in the team of the season. Now he's 125000 like, Yeah, he's not crazy. even that. He's dropped right, right off, so... Uh, he's asked a part two question, um, or a separate really. How, how do player values work? I've seen values go up when a player um, blinks and go down when they score. So how does it work? Um, it, I mean, they don't tell you exactly, but basically the site has, uh, they call it the break-even um, number for a player. And what that number means is if, it, if a player has a break-even number of, say, 10, it means that player has to score 10 this week to stay at the value they are. If they score more than 10, their value will go up, and if they score less, it'll go down. Um, the break-even number is figured out, I think, based on um, projected scores and what they've been averaging so far, So, and, and what their current value is. So you look at, uh, I'll take an example from earlier in the year, um, yeah, when McLaren, when he started, he was 400,000 or something, his expected, or his break-even kind of expected uh, points per round was somewhere between 10 and 15 or something like that. He was scoring 22, 24 points. And that's why it skyrocketed so quickly. But all it took was for, I think his break even got up to something like 30. So he had to score mm. 30 points to not go down mm. in value. He scored a goal, got an assist, scored 20 points and still went down yeah. in value. So that's how it works. It, it On the site, I think this is available to everybody, but if you look at your team, there is an option to see their break even. And usually, like if I looked at mine right now, you can kind of have a, a bit of a guess at who's going to be going up and down based on that. So for instance, you've got players like Petrados and Castro is a good example. Because he's had so many good weeks in a row, his break even is 25 because he's expected to, to average that, high. Yeah. There's a very good chance he could score a goal and still go down in value. Mm. So yeah, it, it comes back to the averages, how obviously the more expensive a player is, the, the more points they're supposed to get to maintain that value. Mm -hmm. um, which is why if you're looking at, you know, McGree, McLaren, Castro, any of those really expensive players, if you don't have the cash and you're willing to wait a few weeks, there's a very good chance they're gonna come back down. Yep. All right, moving on, Callum has asked, uh, overview on the new signings and whether you think they'll start soon. So I've got a few listed here and let me know if I've missed any, Jake. But So we've got Markle, is it Susaeta? Susaeta, mm -hmm. the new signing for City, um, the Spanish midfielder who played a long career at, I think it was Bilbao in, yep. in Spain. Um, so he's a forward, unfortunately, in, in the system. So he, you, if you're getting him, you're giving up a Lafondre, a Fornaroli, a Toivonen. Um, and I think he plays like a number 10. So in my eyes, he should have probably been uh, a midfielder. Could have been a midfielder. Yeah, so yep. unfortunately, I think he came off the bench. I didn't, can't remember he, if he, he played He should well. have had an assist. Yeah, right. He played the ball across and I can't think of who it was that missed it, but it was uh, like okay. a one-on-one -on -one with the keeper first time and he's just plucked, yep. shot it over the bar. I, I mean, they won 2-0, so I don't know if he'll start maybe this week, but I, assuming he's what he lives up to be, I'm, I'm sure he'll be starting yep. in, no, in no time. However, he's 295,000 off the bat. Yeah, I mean, give him another week and then see what happens because yeah. it is that third game when players' values change and yep. if he doesn't score a goal in the next couple, you it's might, a shame he's not a midfielder. Play. I reckon I'd put him in. Yeah, he's worth he's a midfielder. Uh, So Corey Brown, he moved to Brisbane Raw. He's 126,000. He's one of those players. Yeah. I, he started 
for some reason. I mean, Fowler must yeah. just, I don't know if he'll start every week, but Someone listen, at the they club the still, so. Yeah, so I wouldn't um, discount Corey Brown right now, just off the basis of what you if said If you're looking for someone cheap. Yeah, if you and, need a defender. Playing, yeah. yeah. Um, but I can't guarantee he'll be starting in three weeks' time. Uh, McDonald also went to Brisbane Raw. He's 159,000. That's an interesting one. He came off the bench. I probably wouldn't put him up front just yet uh, until he's getting think, regular starts. Yeah, look, there's an opportunity there maybe because with O'Donovan sitting on the bench for a number of weeks, then he's left out of the squad altogether. Like, I wonder if there's got to be something going, going, on there, there, yeah. going on there. Um, you know, you do have a Marty Holloway. You've got Wenzel Halls. Mm. It could be that they end up, or Fowler goes for experience and puts yep. McDonald in. So if if he leans that way, it could be a good pickup. But yeah, I wouldn't. For now, I would probably wait. Strike his positions. Um, Simon Cox is a new signing for Western Sydney Wanderers. He's two hundred and fifty six thousand. I believe he's a forward. So I'd definitely wait on that one. I have no idea whether he'll be starting. Um, I I would presume possibly just because they've been performing so badly. He and he's a new signing. I'm assuming he's fit and ready to go. He might um, get a week or two off the bench, but. Um, I don't know. I, I can't see them just putting him on the bench for too long. Yeah, I don't know anything about him, to be no. honest. So, uh, don't know. I, yeah, I'd probably wait. So, so that's all the signings I have, but um, Marco Rojas with an asterisk, if he signs, apparently there's some issue with Dobras leaving the club first before he, they can sign Rojas, um, and that's stalling things. But if Rojas signs, and assuming he'll be, he'll probably be a forward, and I reckon he'll be pretty expensive just based off his history. Yeah. Um, again, being a forward, I, I don't know. If he's a midfielder, I'd 100% get him in. Midfielder, yes. If he's a forward, I would almost say that that puts more value in Toivonen. I think between yeah. the two of them, I think. Yeah. And, and because Toivonen is quite cheap at the moment for how many points he scored yeah. early in the season, having somebody else like um, Rojas playing alongside him could actually yeah, give him a lot of opportunities. And the final question here, it's not fantasy related, Jake, so we'll, get, we'll do it really quickly from Daniel Robinson on Instagram. Do you think clubs that have fallen off massively should be taken out of the, like, um, this, this is MPL, should be taken out of one of the leagues in favour of a very strong regional team? The example he, he gave was Sunshine Coast Fire, mm-hmm. who uh, performed very poorly in the previous years, um, for someone like a Noosa Lions in the same area who've done really well in regional league. Um, no, it's a tough one because if you're going to do that, you may as well have promotion relegation because yeah. that's essentially what it is. Um, and to be fair to Fire, they've had a Sunshine Coast Fire. They've had a few horrible years. They did get relegated, so yeah. they're down in the QPL. Yeah, give, they need a year. You know, give QPL them first. give them a chance yeah. there to find their level. Um, my issue with anything, you know, with that example, uh, I, I'm all for relegation. Um, I think it gives the opportunity for the league yeah. to be stronger. In terms of promotion on who goes up for them. I have always felt a bit funny about the idea of replacing them with somebody from the same zone. Okay. Because if you think about it from an A-League point of view, and that's an argument some people have, if Melbourne Victory get relegated, does it have to be a Victory team or can it be anybody? And if it's anybody, then you might end up with just Sydney and Melbourne teams yeah. and that sort of thing. And people seem to have that issue. I think if you try and promote particular clubs mm. over maybe a stronger club somewhere else, I think it kind of upsets the, the league a little bit. I think okay. I'd rather have it open. So Yeah. But yeah, I, I think especially at that level where, like the example there is QPL, which is the league below MPL, it's a selection process and they've put in mm. clubs and there's probably a handful of clubs outside of that that would like to be there yeah. and maybe could compete at that level. Yeah, 100%. Um, so I'm, I'm open to some sort of promotion relegation yeah. between them. Um, but that's definitely for a later podcast. Once the A-League wraps up fantasy, we 
I'm going to endeavor to yep. um, start talking about TPO rankings and the MPLs again, but that's still another 15 weeks or, wait, or so away. Um, I don't know if we'll be able to do the, the fantasy A-League podcast well, and the MPL podcast simultaneously. Yeah. And not that we want to spend any more time on this because um, it's non-fantasy, but it's Tuesday today, and I did see a tweet from Football Queensland saying that the MPL the drill. fixtures will come out today. Yep. Um, so by the time this published, it might be out, uh, and it's within a month, I think, that the uh, Queensland one will start. Uh, yeah. And I know that a lot of the other states are out as well. So mm. look, there'll be a bit of crossover between MPL and A-League, and we'll find yep. the balance there. I, I'd love to be able to do both podcasts, Jake. I just don't know with us playing <laughs> football again this year if we'll be able, able to do it. Maybe if we shorten this podcast a half an hour and quickly did a, a half an hour podcast. I don't know. We'll see how we'll we go. We'll figure it out. We'll get there eventually. We'll certainly be updating the rankings and stuff like that on the website. Yep. Jake, we've already gone for over half an hour, um, so we're up to your stats. Where do you want to, to go with this? All right, I'll go quickly. So we'll go into team of the week. I mentioned that yep. the highest possible score was 194. I think a lot of people did reasonably well anyway because mm-hmm. there was so, like there's only three players that really got high scores, and they were Barisha, Halloran, and McLaren, all got yep. 22, 21, 20. But there's a lot of players, like we mentioned, defenders who got around the 10, 11, 12 mm. mark. So, um, well, there's five teams with clean sheets, so yeah, that's exactly. why people did quite well yep. this week. So team of the week was a 3-4-3 formation. Uh, the goalkeeper was Buzanis. Um, and this, bench. There was four goalkeepers that all got the same score. Yeah. When that happens, I pick the team of the week based on who's the lowest okay. price. Yep. So I go who got you know, value for money. Interesting, yep. Um, Three defenders that got in there were Michael Jakobsen, Scott Jamison, and Jonathan Asp... I can't even say that name, Western United defender. Um, oh, yeah. And then your four midfielders were mentioned Halloran. You also had Max Burgess, Jake Brimmer, and Brad Inman. Mm. And then the three forwards this week were Borussia McLaren and Craig Noon. Team of the year, two changes this Wait, did you say Inman? Yeah. How many points did he get? He got 14. He must have got the assist. Well, he may have, and a clean sheet. Yeah, right. He must have got the assist because he missed that sitter. Yeah, wow, he would have really got in the team. Um, yep. Yeah, he should have scored a goal too. So he, he's, well, Brad Inman isn't in the team of the year, but he's, after a few goals yeah. in the last few weeks, pushing closer and closer. But yeah. team of the year this, or up until this point, the halfway mark, two changes this week. Um, we had Barbarousas has dropped out yeah, with that with buy. Yep. Fornaroli has moved ahead of there him. There you go. Um, there's about four four, maybe five strikers. Well, you've, you've got McLaren and LaFondre way out in front. Yep. And then you've got about four strikers all competing for that last mm. spot in the team of the year that keeps swapping. The other one is a change in the goalkeeper again. So Liam Reddy has moved in with huh. obviously five of yeah, five wow. clean sheets out of the last six games uh, in place of Lawrence Thomas. Yep, there you go. Um, the projected... Well, let's talk about some of the... Uh, most traded players, Cody. Okay. Um, so the most traded out players, do you want to have a guess or should we no, you just go, keep going? No, I guess this, this week. Yep, most traded out, Diamante. Obviously, people are Indeed. looking at that injury. Yeah. Uh, Economides. Yes, yeah. he didn't get on the well weekend. And he's not playing. Yeah. Toivonen with the injury. Yeah. Uh, Mueller, and I think that's because uh, oh, Wanderers have the buy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and they have the buy. Um, yeah. And Mitch Duke's on this list for that reason as well. Uh, Scott Galloway, Silvera. Gullum, O'Donovan, and Cruz. Yep, all makes sense. Maybe uh, not Cruz, but yeah, okay. And there's, the number of trades here aren't huge because we're only at Tuesday, so yep. maybe check back later in the week. Most traded in, Halloran, after <laughs> that goal, he's had a few good weeks. Barisha, Lafondre, mm. Buzanis, um, yeah, right. which is risky because Tom Glover will come back with the Oli Roos. Yeah, that'd be interesting. So we'll yep. see what happens there. McGree, Berlante, Max Burgess, 
Durante, Jake Brimmer, and Wenzel Halls. Yeah, nice. nice. Okay. Yep. If you're looking to make some money, the projected price rises here are some of the bigger ones. Brad Inman um, has a break even of negative three, so he's almost guaranteed to go up in value. Um, Nathaniel Atkinson, if he mm -hmm. plays. Uh, Barisha, expected to go up another 50,000. Josh Risden, now that he's played another game, he, he did go up uh, 30,000. He's predicted to go another 40 if he plays again. Yep. Max Burgess, Ben Halloran, uh, Retray when he comes back, or when Sydney come back this week. And then a few other Perth players, Jake Brimmer, Liam Reddy, and Gregory Vutrick. Yep. On the other side of things, there's a few big names here, Cody, projected to go down in value. So have a look at these. If you're, mm -hmm. if you're looking at buying one of these, maybe hold off. Um, so you've got Ryan Grant, predict, projected to go down 70 grand. Riley McGree went down 62, projected to go another 48 down. Robbie Cruz is on that list. Petrados, Roy O'Donovan, but again, if he doesn't play, he won't go down. Mm -hmm. So if he gets game time. Lafondre's on the list, uh, Naboo and Zulo if he plays. Okay. So, yep. Um, I think that's about it for my stats, Cody. All right, let's go into the upcoming round, what changes we're looking to make. Look, Jake, I'm just in conservative mode. I'm trying not to make any trades, um, basically, unless I need to. The only trade I was considering was Diamante out, um, depending on the extent of his injury, and I was trying to get McGree in, but I can't afford it. I'm about 50 grand off that. So I'm just, I should be all right this week because Western Sydney Wanderers have the bias, only one player out. I've got Elrich at the back. That's probably a trade if McGree, sorry, yeah, if McGree goes down the amount that he's projected, yeah. you'll probably be able to afford it next week. Yeah, so I don't need to. I've only got one player un, um, unavailable this week, uh, two if you count Diamante. So I should be fine with my formation. Um, but yeah, as I said, I'm going to be waiting. The TPO rankings team, Jake, I'm probably just going to leave it. They look all right as well. Um, they're in a similar position to my team. They have Diamante um, and Elrich. So I think they'll, oh, they do have Mitch Duke as well. So um, there's three players prob probably out, but their team looks pretty good. So yep. unless um, they emergently, you know, an emergency happens with one of their players being injured, um, I'll, I'll make that trade then and there. Yep. How about you? Um, Similar to you, actually. Diamante, I'm going to wait and see. I've got two with the buy. I've got uh, Mueller and Mitch Duke. Yep. So that's definitely two. Maybe a third with Diamante. So I'll see if I need... I don't have to make a trade there, but I might. Um, I still am looking at McGree, but it again, same reason that I just mentioned to you. He's supposed to drop a lot more in value, so... Um, maybe I hold off on that. Your one. money bags, but you got like three hundred grand. I can afford it right now, but I just if he's going to go down in value anyway, I can wait and save my okay. trade for another week. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I was going to mention, Cody, is if you look forward to, like I mentioned, that round where you've got Sydney, 19. Victory, yep. and Perth all having the the buy. Um, up until then, so this week we've mentioned Western Sydney, Phoenix have the buy next week, and okay. Western United the week after. Yeah. After round nineteen, when those three play, three teams yep. have the buy. That's the third buy for Sydney and Perth. So oh, probably nice. the most two informed teams yep. will have no more buyers for the rest of the, the season, which is 10 games. I'll be loading up. So five, five players from each team. That's where all of a sudden you can change. You know, I said two players from each team. Yeah. That's where I would, and I will probably do it, I'll start to think about whether I get an extra Perth or an extra Sydney player yeah, in right. there. That's a good idea. Um, so I'm... Looking to make almost no trades until then, yeah. And then I might get just a, go bananas, go know, bonkers, a, a, yeah. One of their keepers or a couple of defenders. unless you need to make them, I reckon don't. Um, mm. Yeah. So if you, and again, you'll need the money because both of those teams have quite expensive players at the moment. But um, we we're talking about the strikers before. Um, Borussia has a buy in two weeks. You've got obviously most of the those three teams having the buy in round nineteen. So it's kind of a hard hard thing to pick any of those 
big strikers up, um, except for maybe Melbourne City with McLaren. But even then, he has the buy in round 19. So mm. if, you, if you're trying to change strikers right now, it's a tricky one because most of the big name strikers will have a buy. McLaren doesn't. In round 20, he does. 20, sorry. Yeah. Yep. Um, but if you wait till round 19 after that, that buy round happens, you could pick up Fornaroli and know he's going to play the rest of the season. All Lafondre, mm. all Barbarousas. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Yeah, so don't be, don't be too hasty, everyone. Just chill out for a bit and get those trades up. Jake, have you got 15 left trades? Yeah, I do. I haven't Me made too. any yeah. for the past two weeks. And yeah, I it feels good, doesn't it? Finally, yeah. finally getting some trades back up. All right, predictions for the upcoming round. So Western Sydney Wanderers have the bye. Jake, two Friday games. That's, uh, that's pretty that's cool. Interesting, yeah. So there's a game in Queensland time that kicks off at 4.15 in the afternoon. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, so Is I'll that... probably be on my way home, driving home. But the Knicks, are ho- so over in Wellington, are hosting the Jets. Um, I'm predicting the Knicks to get up 2-1 at home. Oh, I'm going to go 2-0. I think, yeah, I think they'll win. You're writing this down? Yep. Good. All right, well, you can start this one then. So the, the 6.30 kickoff on the Friday night, the Big Blue. Should be a good game. Victory okay. are hosting Sydney. What are you predicting? Oh, I'm going to go with the form uh, and say that Sydney will get up there. I think it'll be close on though. 2-1. I'm saying one all. I think victory... Okay. Um, they're going to start to turn things around. They're going to push. They're definitely going to make finals, Jake. I'd put money on it. Um, Saturday, 4 p.m., Central Coast Mariners are hosting Brisbane Raw. What do you say? Oh, geez, I hope Brisbane can win this one. Um, You'd expect them, but I can just I can oh, so see them going down. Yeah, I agree. But I'm going to back them anyway. Actually, no, I'm going to I'm going to go draw in this one. I'm going to say one all. I'm saying Brisbane one nil. Saturday, the second game on Saturday, 6.30 p.m. Queensland time is City, Melbourne City hosting Perth in what is second versus third. Yeah, a very good game. Yeah, very good one. Yeah, what do you what do you reckon? I reckon City will do it, actually. I think they'll get up. I'm going to go 1-0. I'm saying 2-1 Perth. Okay. And then the solo game on Sunday, 5 p.m. kickoff Queensland time, Western United hosting Adelaide. Another interesting game. Jake, what do you... Yeah, well, it's fifth versus sixth, isn't it? And the loser here potentially... Gets caught by the teams below yeah. them and drops out of the finals spot. Um, oh, at home, but I'm really torn with this one actually. I'm gonna go with Adelaide. I think they'll get up two-one. Uh, okay, I'm going the opposite result, Jake. Western United two-one. So we picked some different results this week. It's gonna mm. be interesting. Listen, that's the round. Um, congratulations to Jake again, winning the prize. So we'll have to contact Liam and see if he's if he's a player. He might want. Uh, maybe we split the prize. We can send him something. Yep. Maybe we should get the prize first, and you can have a look at the gear yeah. and see if you want it first. But you, we're playing footy game this year, Jake. You need some socks, especially some tri groups. Might help you. Wouldn't mind some tri group socks. It's been pretty yep. wet around lately, so we've had games and training cancelled for about a week now. Um, so we could get back out on the pitch, but the rain's been nice up here as well. Uh, anything else to mention, Jake, before we say our bye boys? No, that's, uh, I think we've covered it all, Katie. All right, see you next week. Yeah.